Well, I am refreshed and renewed, and here it is, October already. I can hardly believe how fast the time is going. Uh, I am so excited to have you back to Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty. I am Patty Stulen, the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty. And today's guest is, uh, is Hannah Samuel. And I'll tell you what, she is a holistic healer, an artist, author, and mother who seeks to impact and transform the world into one healing community that supports individuals in their personal and professional growth. Through her company, Crystal Dragon Illumination, Hannah uses metaphysical tools such as tarot cards, oracle cards, and curio readings to, to create a spiritual mirror that provides insight clarity, and guidance for clients. She aims to build community by networking and hosting the webcast podcast called Laws of Community with their life partner, Ronald Raymond. The show features guests who share their expertise and bring value to others. And I'd also like to take a moment here and to also add and say, I have been very fortunate and blessed to be one of the uh, guests on their Laws of Community show, uh, which is an outreach. I look at it as, as an outreach uh, program that serves so many wonderful people. And it was a privilege to be on their podcast. I, I really had a wonderful time with Hannah and Ron. Hannah, it is wonderful having you here today. I know it is. you are a very busy new mom. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, the only thing I was going to say is, Patty, I don't know about you, but I'm in September right now. You had mentioned October. <laughs> you are in September. Here's the thing. This is being brought, uh, uh, launched in October. Okay. That was that was where I got confused. <laughs> hey, time with me. I love it. You know, Halloween is my favorite time. I love the spooky times. And I am so excited for pumpkin spice. You know, I had to go get my first pumpkin spice. Um, <laughs> they have a new uh, chai tea latte at Starbucks. And I absolutely, you know, no plug or anything for them. But... It was great. I loved it. Well, it's so interesting you should say that because uh, for this past weekend, my friend Krista was here and she is a pumpkin spice fanatic, but it's not just during the fall or during October. She is a year round pumpkin spice fanatic and she feels like she should get extra credit when it comes to fall time, when everybody starts publicizing it and that, you know, there's people that just do, she said, because I do it all year round. It's like, okay, you go use you pumpkin spice people. So I, I, I'm excited for you guys. Cause I know that's what a lot of people look forward to for the fall. Um, it, well, those people that are watching on YouTube, one of the things that you may see is a surprise uh, guest appearance every so often uh, of Hannah's new one. Uh, Hannah, how long ago did you have him? Oh, geez. You had to ask that. Uh, I think almost maybe a month now. I don't yeah, I'm not even... I, I, yeah, it wasn't very long ago. I mean, you are like a new mom. So you are you are learning the ropes of a new routine here, aren't you? And I'm sure it changes every oh. single day. Very much so. And it's definitely, uh, uh, I don't even know. I can't put into words right now. Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's very overwhelming. It's another thing that, that keeps you rediscovering your passion and purpose, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. That's Most probably an definitely. understatement. <laughs> From one diaper change to the next. <laughs> exactly. Well, other like, than oh, being a new mom. sleep this time. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the truth? One of the things, just for you, those of you listening, uh, one of the things that Hannah and I were talking about briefly is she had let me know that that uh, it was going to be a good day to do 
do the podcast because she actually got four hours of sleep. And what it reminded me of is that she and I are on the opposite ends of the spectrum because when you're going through menopause, those of you that are listening right now, and I am on the far end of the menopause uh, cycle there, but uh, your sleep pattern is nothing that is regulated anymore. So I completely understood the joys of having four hours of sleep, four hours in a row of sleep. So I could relate totally to you in that respect, in that respect there, Hannah. Um, once again, it is really good to have you here. And one of the things that uh, for you listeners to know, um, through a common source, uh, Blanca, who has the Laws of Life show through there, that's how I was able to meet and get to know Hannah. And uh, I have heard bits and pieces of Hannah's story through the laws of life and then also getting to meet with her when I was getting ready to be on their show. And through those times that Hannah and I have had the opportunity to talk and I've had an opportunity to listen to Hannah, her story is exactly one of the stories that I knew that I wanted her to share on rediscovering your passion and purpose. Because just like all of the other guests that I have been blessed to have on this show, uh, there's challenges and obstacles that happen for all of us in our lives. Um, but it does seem like that the the wonderful people that choose to tell their stories on this podcast have had some challenges and obstacles that can be more traumatic and much more extreme than, than a lot of us can even imagine. And Hannah, I know that you've had some of those traumatic challenges and through it all, you still are making as you know, I'll say, making the most of your dash and and making the world a better place because of what you learned from those cha challenges and obstacles and what you do for other people. With that said, I would love for you to share with our listeners today uh, your story and what it is that you would like to tell them about where you've been and where you're going. Well, um, and I'm I'm definitely glad to share my story because I'm I'm all about sharing stories. I want to eventually write, you know, finish my book about it and be able to have many more people who may not listen to podcasts to hear my story and read it as well. Um, and honestly, like, you know, once once I say the entire story, you'll understand. But I really hope to say truly, truly, and honestly save a life one day, you know, just by getting my story out there. Um, and I know, I know but, that that's going to happen right here on this podcast. This is one venue that I know that that's going to happen. Man, that, that would be totally awesome. Um, and to hear about it, you know, cause you know, people, you can, you can save a life and never even know that you did, which is, I think another reason to just keep keep doing whatever it is that you're doing, you know, never give up because even if you don't hear those stories, they happen. Mm -hmm. They definitely happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so mine started out when I was fairly young. I am like 25 now. I have to think about it. <laughs> um, so mine started out, I guess about 10, maybe 11 years ago. Um, I had a pretty a pretty basic life as a kid. Um, you know, my parents both stayed together, no divorce or anything like that from them. Um, the only thing weird was I was raised by my babysitter for five years. Um, so that was a little bit different for me. And, you know, having my own kid, I was like, well, I'm going to stay home with my kid. I'm not mm -hmm. because I, you know, it's like, I have a second mother now and I love her to death. And, now my kid has three sets of grandparents instead of two, actually. Awesome. <laughs> um, so that was a little bit weird. But for the most part, I had a pretty normal, normal um, childhood, I would say. My dad was a preacher or is a preacher. Um, so that was a little bit of a struggle I've, um, that, you know, a lot of people can relate with. Not too many because preachers and preachers kids are definitely the worst. I will say that. Um <laughs> But other other than that, um, I, you know, I got pretty much all the way up to high school with fairly normal stuff um, besides drama in school and things like that. Um, and so then when I got to, I think my junior, yeah, my junior year, I started on my associate's degree 
And I actually ended up finishing that and walking across the stage to get a college associate's diploma two weeks before I walked across the stage for my high school diploma. Excellent. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, However, in the midst of actually working on that degree, I was also um, I was a very I was a very lonely kid. I didn't I had friends, but I mostly didn't have like a click or anything like that. You know, like especially in a small town where I'm from, you usually get like your one friend and you spend all of high school, all of grade school with that one friend. I didn't really have that. So I mm-hmm. was looking for other avenues. I would play a lot of online games, um, you know, make friends other ways online and things like that. Um, I also showed animals and would make friends, you know, in the show barn and things like that. So I, I was definitely not normal, as you could say. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the traps, <laughs> not I shouldn't say one of the traps, the trap that I fell into was um, believing that, you know, someone, someone who was close to me and actually a part of my family meant, meant well for me. You know, we always think that our family members are the people we can always trust. And those are the ones who are never going to lead us astray. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not always necessarily true. And, you know, I'm sure some people can... <laughs> can attest to that having that the black sheep or whoever in their family um however my you know the family member of mine was a bit darker and um when I was in my junior year of high school I was actually groomed by my brother-in-law and so he began to um talk to me in certain ways and um do certain things that made me feel a certain way and, you know, sort of build, build a relationship in a way that was not appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. He was 35 years old. And at this time, I was like 14 or 15, I think. Oh, my gosh. You know, young enough to um, young enough to be still considered a kid, old enough to have a little bit of my wits about me. I mean, I was going to college, but still in that in that adolescent mindset of not fully comprehending things as the way that an adult should, you know, as a 35 year old man should have known a lot better. Um, So yeah, he began to groom me and I would go stay with them and he would, he was very inappropriate nonetheless, just to, just to keep it kosher. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that further moved on to rape. And so I was groomed and raped for at least a year and a half, maybe a full two years. Um, And so, yeah, that was a very long process (laughs) that seems like forever. And somehow, like, I still did all my college classes during this because, like, I did, I did college religiously because I had even during, um, like, the winter, you know, like, during Christmas and things like that, I was still taking a class. So nonetheless, it was a very complicated situation as well, because I was close to my sister. Um, The two of them had a daughter. Um, And I don't don't know if you can tell, but I'm I'm literally shaking right now because this still, um, as much as I have grown and moved past it, it still hits a nerve because I, I don't have a relationship now with my sister or my niece because of this event. And wow. um, basically, it came down to it in the end. I um, I finally got my wits about me and was basically ignoring him, I guess, and not talking to him and everything. Cut him off, you know. I was like, I'm done. I'm I need to be with people my own age, mm-hmm. not a 35 year old man, um, so on and so forth. Um, and, like, the other messed up part about it was, like, I would literally try to, like, help them. You know, I'm a kid. What am I going right. to do? But I would try to help them with their marriage because, obviously, they didn't have a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at some points, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to, like, as a good sister. And other points, you know, I, I had other thoughts about me. But, nonetheless, looking back now, I really see how little I really knew 
as a kid because right. I am much more educated and much differently educated now 10 years later than I was then. Um, but yeah, in the, um, in the end, literally in the end of that, I had a day where for some unknown reason, I didn't go to work that day. You know, I had a job, I went to college and had a job and went to high mm -hmm. school, all of these things. Um, but yeah, somehow it was like a Sunday afternoon, I think, and I didn't go to work or Saturday maybe. Um, and he had driven cause he actually lived in the Metroplex about an hour and a half away from where I was at. And he actually drove that hour and a half down that morning and was at my work to find me. And he was, Oh my gosh. I, I don't know what he was planning to do, you know, have a conversation of some sort and see me, but cause I had cut him off and I was done with him, but he was not mm -hmm. done with me. Um, wow. And so when I didn't show up to work, he actually called my parents' house because, you know, I'm still in high school. I still live with them. Um, and like, I, I just hear my mom answer and say, no, you're not going to talk to Hannah. <laughs> like, I'm like, who is trying to talk to me on the phone? Nobody calls for me. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and then like a few seconds later, I see that like my Facebook is locked and I can't get into my own Facebook. He had hacked into my Facebook and made this whole ridiculous post of how it was all my fault. And um, so I had messed up their marriage and I was messing with my brother-in-law and all of these different things. And it was all my fault. He then, um, so when that happened, my mom, you know, people were like, hey, hey, your your kid has this post on her Facebook, like, you know, all of, all of our Good people were like this isn't right like you need to take care of this and we were like oh thanks for letting us know because she can't even get into her stuff like so you know we had and did your at this point did your did your parents have any idea at this point of what had happened so um they had had an idea i'd say about 75 percent of the time and mm -hmm. um they had there was an actual police report that was put in in the Metroplex um, by a friend of my sister's who had seen us together. And um, I, I honestly still have a little bit of resentment, but I, you know, you can't change the past, but they did not do the appropriate actions by that, you know, by that report that they found. Um, they were trying to, you know, keep it keep it kind of in the family, take care of it privately, privately, and not mm -hmm. necessarily, I guess, put us on blast in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there were things like taking my phone away or um, just, you know, little things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so when he came to look for me at my work and got into my Facebook and all of this, that's when that day they finally said, okay, we're going to the police department. Okay. And, um, so we are sitting there at the police department giving our statements and everything when they get another phone call and they're like, okay, stop everything. We're done. We have to go. And I'm like, wait, we're not going to finish this police report and report this. Um, you know, but I'm a kid. I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess we're leaving. Things are changing. And so they dump me off at my aunt's house with my sister and they run away. They, they literally tell me nothing and just leave. And it's not until like an hour and a half later, my sister is like stomping around my aunt's house. Like she needs to know. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Clearly something is up. Well, after he could not get a hold of me or he couldn't talk to me, um, he apparently drove back to his house, told his daughter and my sister that everything was my fault. And then took his truck and drove behind Target and shot himself in his truck and committed suicide that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so if it if it wasn't for my sister, I would have who knows how much longer they would have made me wait to find out. Because, you know, in some aspect, I was in my child mind in love with this man and mm -hmm. um, had, you know, a certain type of relationship, despite the fact that. I'd already been pushing him away. It's still like I I bawled my eyes out. Like no no sure. lie. I I was not okay. Right. And 
Um, well, because it's like you said at the very beginning of the story, he groomed you. He knew what he was doing. So psychologically, he was changing your thinking to believe everything he was about to do with you was appropriate and that it 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 was meant to be so to speak so with that type of grooming it would only make sense that when he kills himself you are going to be sad about that because of the way that he groomed you to to look at him and believe in him and love him yeah yeah and honestly like i appreciate you saying that because yeah, I'm like over here like sweating bullets and shaking like unbelievably. And honestly, you know, that tells me that I still have a lot to work through. And, you know, to anyone who has been through things like this before, like it, the work never stops. You know, you can put it behind you as much as possible, but the work never really stops. Um, well, and, and one of my hopes, Hannah, here of having you as a guest here today is like I have have heard from several of my other guests that they knew that it was time to share their story. And they found that by sharing their story were ways, each time they talked about it, it was a way for them to start the healing process. Because many of them that have shared their stories on this podcast, they are in their 60s. And they've never shared their story before until now. And now they can see that they are really, truly beginning to heal. Not that it's ever going to go away, but the healing process has begun. And that is one of my hopes for you by sharing your story today, not only to save at least that one life today, but to also help you through your process as well. Yeah. And um, sorry, I just had to take a couple of deep breaths as I was oh, yes. listening to you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I used to tell this story and I would be bawling my eyes out still. Um, it was very emotional for me, especially when now my, my family has suffered because of this event and my parents don't have as great of a relationship with my sister and niece anymore, which is, you know, it, it hurts. It's hard. And mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll ever have a relationship with them myself again um that's just something something I can hope for and um like honestly if I if I ever get a chance you know I just want to you know tell them this story like this that way they can see like you know I've I wasn't I wasn't like methodically planning this out and hoping to be uh -huh. a terrible person and hurt people and things like and like no I I was just I was just there and I truly believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. That That's one of my yes. thoughts that so, someone said that to me one time and it's just stuck with me. And I basically repeat it in my head at least one time every single day, you yes. know, whether that's whether it's because I fall down and scrape my knee or because someone kills themselves. I remember everything happens for a reason. Yes. And um you know, I can just, I can just hope and pray that I, you know, I saved a future person's life as well, because we don't know what kind of person he would have been, say, around my niece's friends or things like that, or to my niece even or, herself. I would, like, yes, that's what I was going to say, know. or even to your niece. And, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't want to think about that, but it's, it's the truth of scary reality nowadays, Right. Is, you know, fathers will hurt their daughters if they're mm -hmm. not in their correct mindset right um or their sons you know they'll do yes. you know someone who is broken and hurt in certain ways will do other things to other people even if they don't necessarily mean to cause harm you know, yes in in the end one of, one of the quotes that i've heard that sticks with me is hurt people hurt people and that, I mean, that's, unfortunately, that is reality, that it, that it happens. Uh, I think the thing that is most important in that situation is when those hurt people hurt you, what is the lesson that you can learn to make sure that you don't fall back into that trap again, but that you learn from the lesson and you move and you continue to move forward, which is what you have done and what you are doing. Yes, most definitely. And I, I do have to keep myself in check because I, I do hurt other people. 
I, you know, I'll say or act in ways that I shouldn't, and I know I don't want to. Um, but those, you know, those are my learning moments. Those are my mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason moments of, you know, kicking myself in the butt or whatever it may be. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if there was anything much else um, that I wanted to share with that story in particular, but I do have another story to share that yes, kind of goes on to where I am now, I guess, because mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, my life was very different. My life was, you know, I'd started Crystal Dragon Illumination and I would go to markets and... um can you tell it everybody wasn't... what that what your business is, what you do? Yeah, so um, my business is I I consider it holistic healing. I have um, mostly I just do tarot readings, and um, I've added in paintings as well, which I do in with my tarot readings. Which tarot readings, um, if you don't know, are a spiritual. Um, I think of it as a spiritual mirror. Things that you know you should be taking care of and know you should look at, but you're just honestly pushing them in the back of your head and ignoring them. Um, spirit, you know, just like if you were to pray and talk to God, spirit is going to bring those things out and say, hey, this is why stuff's a little messed up right now is because you're ignoring mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I just like to help people. Um, uh, now, and while that. I'm thinking about it in the introduction too, uh, it mentioned that you also were, I need some clarity on what what is um oracle cards and curio readings what are those yeah of course so oracle cards um they go with tarot tarot is a specific set of cards um of 72 i think 72 cards um very specific oracle is um it can be anything from 1 to 50 card you know 1 to a million or whatever um of pictures usually that the artist has illustrated with specific meanings behind them. So those are a little bit more free reign. Um, And they're both cards. And I usually use them together in a reading, more so the tarot. And then I use Oracle kind of just to compliment um, and give those little final pushes. Um, And then curios, (laughs) curios are actually like basically a pile of junk that you would find in your junk drawer. But this is a very special pile of junk that includes bones as well. Um, And so it's um, it's called usually referred to um, as a bone reading, but I don't just have bones. So I call them curios because it's bones and curios, but that's too long for a bio. Mm -hmm. Um, So nonetheless, it's like a little set of charm items and bones and such and um they all have a different meaning to them and they get thrown onto a mat and I in a sense read them um and that is um that is more of a where you're at in your life right now and how certain things in your life are affecting other parts of your life um so it's a very different vibe from the tarot readings which is like Mm -hmm. tarot readings kind of give you homework almost Whereas um, curio bone and curio readings kind of just let you know, like, this is where everything is laying. And like, if you want to get out of your own way, you got to move this piece. Um, okay. Or you can just keep things how it is and just be aware. Sure. So Interesting. a lot less homework. <laughs> okay, yeah. very good. Okay, so you had started your business. You were in your business, and go go ahead with your story. I just had to stop that because I thought I need to I need to clarify what it was you were doing. And when I saw that, I need to find out what those are because I don't think everybody knows what that is. So thank you for that. So you've got yeah, your business going, and then what happens? Yeah. So, um, well, prior to this, um, I had gotten off to college. I went to college in Galveston and met and a wonderful man. Um, and got married to him while down there. And then I started my graduate program um, and then COVID hit. So we moved back. Um, we moved back closer to both of our families. Um, and we were there for a bit, basically trying to figure everything out. And he had, um, he had joined the military. And so we were essentially got to a point where we were in a waiting game with the Air Force. And um, yeah, so it took 
uh, at least half a year for him to even get into basic training. And after that, um, he went into basic training. He got done with basic training finally. And um, then they shipped him off to go do his specialized training. All the while, COVID's in the midst of this. I didn't even get to go to his graduation. I didn't barely get to talk to him because of all of the stipulations that they were having. They didn't have mm-hmm. as many phone calls and such. Um, and then um, somewhere in there, my grandmother passed away as well. And basically, after everything with the military and my grandmother passing and all of my other history with my brother-in-law, um, I already had a history of depression. They tried to um, diagnose me with bipolar when I was in college, but we mm-hmm. kind of got that one ixnade. I mean, we know it's in my family, but I'm not by. Bi- I act a little bipolar, but who doesn't? Um, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just to be honest, some of us kind of flip on a dime all the time. <laughs> I mean, we're not bipolar. It's just no. how life happens. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I truly believe that after my grandmother passed away, I had a manic episode and um, I actually ended up cheating on my then husband um, and I didn't tell him about it. And so he finally gets back, you know, and like, I feel terrible. He's in the military. Like, I can't even go there with myself. I need Mm -hmm. to. I need to most, most definitely go there with myself and do that healing. But um Nonetheless, I have other healing that I've done before that. Mm -hmm. Um, So he finally gets out of all of his training stuff. And we got a location to move about eight hours from our families. Not terrible. Um, So we got stationed and we found a house, the house I'm sitting in, actually. And we bought it and then moved there. So after we moved, that was around the summer, I started my business um, in October or so of that year. And then we, um, so I did like a couple of shows where I would go to markets and such. Um, and I would actually, I have physical items that I sell as well. Um, including juniper bundles from the junipers in our back backyard, which has the same properties as sage, Mm. um, for anyone who's in that realm. Uh, so yeah, I went to a couple of markets where, you know, I just take tables and set up and do readings and things like that. Um, and he would help me uh, whenever he could. So then at some point we got to February and um, I ended up telling him that, you know, I had cheated on him before. And um, so I, he had told me, you know, if I ever cheat on him, that's it. We're getting a divorce. No questions asked. So mm-hmm. I knew that which is, I believe, why I didn't tell him until I was forced um, forced by a certain event that I won't discuss um, to tell him that this had happened. Um, and so ultimately, like, and he, he knew me so well, like, as soon as I made, like, one little glimmer of something was wrong, he was like, something's wrong, something's not right, like, you need to open up right now. And so I went, I went through a five day process of, um, packing my stuff, throwing away a ton of stuff. I had so many things, like I had a lot of material, um, baggage, like literal baggage that of things that I did not need either from my childhood, just clothes that I didn't ever wear anymore and things like that. So, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. I went through about three or four days of just getting rid of stuff um, as well as packing my car because, you know, he'd asked me to leave. Um, And so I finally got to a point where I knew I wasn't going to commit suicide anymore because I cared more about the people, other people on the road. Um, And I was carrying my cats back home with me. So I didn't want anything to happen to my cats. Right. Um, So, okay, I can do it. And um, we packed my car full. I have a 2010 Toyota Corolla. This thing was so full, I couldn't see out the back mirror with two cats in my passenger seat. And I'm pretty sure I threw away twice as much stuff as I took back home with me and then still had stuff left here, um, which is another part I need to deal with. Um, So, yeah, I finally got myself together enough and went back home to my parents and ended up starting outpatient therapy a couple of days after I got there. 
Um, and that was really, really good for me. And I, yeah. I really needed that. I wasn't doing any therapy at the moment. I'd done therapy in the past. Um, but this, you know, this became a strict regimen of this day and this day, every single week, I'm driving to the location and I'm in person with a group of people doing outpatient therapy. Mm. And, um, it was, it was really amazing for me. And I started, you know, I started on a couple of medications and things like that as well, or whatever, whatever they needed me to do. And so I had a really good month of therapy. Um, but after about, after about two weeks, I got lonely. I, I'm not one to be by myself. And I mean, as you know, humans, humans are, um, herd creatures anyways, like we're not necessarily yeah. meant to be alone. Um, right. so I started, kind of getting back to my old ways as I had in high school and um, talking to people. And so then after like, after not being so great for a couple of days, I was like, okay, I need to actually like go on dates. And so I like started going on dates. Um, And I think, I don't even know what happened, but I just got down again. Um, And I got to another low moment and um, I was on like Facebook dating and I I had a couple of different people I was talking to, but honestly, I was so like out of it. I didn't know who I was talking to, to when, who was like, I, I had no idea. Nonetheless, I had this random guy. <laughs> I had this random guy who was like, hey, in the middle of an ice storm, nonetheless, an ice storm in February in Texas. He's like, hey, let's meet up at Starbucks. I'm like, oh, you going to drive all the way down here in some ice. Okay, whatever. Um, and all I knew is he was the guy with the tongue ring. Um, nonetheless, that was the night that I met Ron. <laughs> and um, it was really cool, though, because like he walked in and we I, I automatically I didn't even know who he was, like I said, but I knew who he was when he walked in. Mm-hmm. And it was like we had an automatic connection and we spent <sighs> at least the next 12 hours together. Wow. Um and then after that, we like basically didn't leave each other alone for the next week. Nonetheless, at that point, I was like, hey, you know, I found another guy that I'm considering could be a future husband. We need to get this divorce on the road. Um, and so he ended up coming to Texas because that's where we had gotten married. And so we filed a divorce and everything. Um, and he met Ron and all of this. It was it was really a, it was a fine time. Um so we filed for the divorce and then Ron and I actually took a road trip and went to North Carolina to see his family um, for, I think, about a month. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was about a month. And then um, so we finally get back to reality. It was kind of a break in reality for us. It was really honestly nice. Like we both needed it. Mm-hmm. Um You know, we didn't have to do much. We just did DoorDash and to keep up with our little things and like he um he had been working or whatever so you know we we just survived basically um kind of like a nomad type time and I'd never lived like that so it was it was really nice to me even though it was hard right (laughs) really um and so we happened to come back to Texas like I think exactly a month anyways I had a doctor's appointment so we get back the very next day we get back in the car and drive like two hours to my appointment and we're like, screw it. We're going to drive another hour to go see one of Ron's friends. And so we go see his friend and we went to the lake and we're like walking all around the lake and they went swimming. I did not. But um, (laughs) the weird part is at some point I was walking ahead of them and I turned around to look at Ron and I didn't see Ron. I saw my husband at the time. And like, I just glanced to see if they were there, but then I saw I wasn't Ron and I had to do like a double check. And the second time I checked, it was Ron again. I was like, that was weird. I swear. I just saw my husband. Like, wow, that was really weird. And at this point we were two weeks from our divorce court date. So in Texas, you have to wait 60 days to, I guess, really decide you're done with each other (laughs) or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And then you get to go to court and say, yes, we want a divorce please finalize this with the stamp on it or whatever. Um, so yeah, nonetheless, it was a really long night and we didn't get home till like midnight. And then we laid in bed by like 2 AM and we were barely closing our eyes. And I swear to you, 
to everyone, it sounded like the cops were at our door. Like, like bang, bang, bang. The cops are at your door. Come answer the door. Mm-hmm. Um, at 3 a.m. And no, it was my mom <laughs> knocking on the door, apparently sounding like a police officer. <sighs> and my parents standing there. Um, and my parents are very conservative, but they're standing there in their night gear, <laughs> like in their nighttime outfits that they would normally not leave home in. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, he, Ron answers the door and he's like, it's your parents. They said you have to come like now. I'm like, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm like, oh, they're just mad at me for being gone for a month with some new guy um, or this, that and the other, you know, I'm like stomping around and Ron's finally like, what if something's wrong with your grandmother? Something is not okay. This is not normal for them to be here. Get your shit together. I'm like, you're uh, right. Okay. And so then I'm like, what is happening? A little slap of reality home? there. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Then again, he's always been that. Um, and so, yeah, we finally like get our, get our stuff together and get in the car. And it was just two blocks. Cause we were staying at my, my uh, best friend's place. Um, but we go over to their house and there's, they're like, all they say is there's someone here to see you. I'm like, who is here to see me? Like, is the military coming to get me because I cheated on my husband? Like, that was my other thought that I had, um, which makes no sense now. Um, so yeah, they said that someone was there to see me and, um, they would not tell me anything basically driving over to their house for a whole two blocks. And my dad gets out to meet this, these people who were in a car at our, at their house. Um, and they live behind the church because he's the pastor. So like he gets out of the front of the church and escorts their car to the back to their house. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Um, so my mom parks and we get out and we're just standing at the back door and my dad finally joins us and we're just kind of staying there. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then two military personnel get out of the vehicle and they have a blue folder in their hand. I didn't even have to think more than two seconds of seeing them out of their car that I literally started to break down. Like I, like my body just knew. Um, nonetheless, they proceeded to approach and open their folder and tell me that my husband had been found dead on our property. Um, and that was basically it. They didn't really say much else. I didn't get too many answers that night. I just broke down and was literally like sobbing. Like, like I don't even know how to explain it, but it was the oh. worst. The worst. Like you know, you can you can cry, but I was like literally losing my shit <laughs> mm-hmm. on on you know on the ground in front of my parents' house, um, and like I I it was all I could do to you know, thank them for their service of coming to inform me. Like that was all I could get out. I didn't have anything to process. Um, well, so, yeah. once again, then, even though the two of you were getting divorced, this was someone that you loved and now they, they have killed themselves. So yeah. it, it's, I mean, I'm sure in, in a respect, it was almost like deja vu. This is all happening all over again, but with somebody yeah. different. Yeah, it was, very like I can't even think of the words to explain it it was a very jolt it was a jolt you know it was Mm -hmm. not not fun at all (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. for sure um you know nonetheless that started a very long process that didn't even end until earlier this year um and you know especially after that you know since you say it like um I've always heard like things come in threes so I'm like, there better not be a third one behind, no, you know, no, there, no, there better not be another one coming like that's, um, that's honestly been one of my like major thoughts ever since the event happened. Um, but since that event happened, like my life has changed tremendously. My business has changed tremendously. Um, not really, but it's, it's gotten to where like, I, I feel like I've changed it for the better. Your, your um, focus is different. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. And, um, you know, Ron and I both kind of play with the idea that he did it because of me and for me. Um, but truthfully, we'll never know the, never know the answer 
Um, and all we can do is, you know, be grateful for the things that the good parts that did come because of a tragic event. Um, and it wasn't until like a year after he passed that they finally officially, or like earlier this year, they officially said yes from the, from the sheriff's office that yes, it was a suicide. Um, Mm. and like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from there, Patty. But yeah, my no. life is tremendously changed from it um, for the better, most definitely. And, you know, it's it's so weird to think about where I would be if these events had not happened. Right. Like, I, I can't even imagine it, honestly. Right. They, they, they brought you to this point right here with me to tell your story. And, and as I've said, this is called rediscovering your passion and purpose. And one of the things that um, I have enjoyed is the fact that I have met you through Blanca's show, but I have seen you grow in many ways since first seeing you on her, her podcast or her show the very first time from that first moment, which has only probably been, I think it might've been, uh, during either last summer no actually it was a year almost a year ago i think november or december perhaps or or the first of the year but my point being through really what seems like a a short amount of time i've seen you blossom i've seen you blossom professionally and i've seen you blossom personally and it's been remarkable to see how you have not only worked on yourself but through the process of working on yourself to better yourself and be ready for this new little one that you have on your lap right now. But you, your passion and purpose, I believe now is to go out and help others because of your story. And I don't think there could be any greater gift than being able to take your tragedies. Because one of the things that I really appreciate Hannah is through your story of what you've just shared you're not you're not sugarcoating it to make it sound like it was the other person that created the issues or it was the other person that was the bad guy in the situation. You are taking on the responsibility of the parts that you played in these episodes also, uh, which you're being very honest. And I think a lot of us, we want to believe that, oh, I did this because of them or what they said or what they did. In your story of what you just shared, you you're being accountable for your part in the story in the situation also and you are could be you are to be commended for that because you are owning owning what you created and knowing that you are learning from that and not wanting to repeat that in your relationship with ron and also the way that you want to raise your son and the things that you want to change to be different for your son and I think that's the greatest gift of all of what you're doing, Hannah. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and actually, like another another really like daunting note from the event with my brother-in-law, I um, I was not going to have kids. I didn't want to have my own kids. I swore up and down. Even remember like sobbing to my mom, like you're never going to have grandkids for me. You're only going to get pets. <laughs> you're only going to get grand dogs. Um, and like, she was like, cool as a cucumber. Oh, I know. I'm aware. I'm like, mom, you should be upset about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, and now, now she just loves, loves the little one, like no tomorrow. And it's amazing. But yeah, especially, um, and that was a lot of healing I had to do while being pregnant as well was I never saw myself being at this point. Um, and like, truthfully, a lot of it is thanks to Ron Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, not necessarily Ron himself. Some of it is just having another person because I, I played victim for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I played victim back in, before I met, um, my late husband actually, you know, on the event for my brother-in-law and I had to switch it and say, no, you know, I did have a role to play in this. I was not necessarily just, and while I was like a pretty big victim, I was also, you know, part of the problem too is because I I didn't just stop and I didn't just listen to my elders and things like that um so you know I've played victim I've Mm -hmm. I've definitely done that part and so some of it is really you know 
just this herd mentality of having someone else there to kind of give you that slap on the on the wrist and the slap of reality to say hey like you're kind of being an ass or hey you've done this wrong um not that we always want to listen to those people right it's it's about accountability yeah it really is it really is and you know it goes for getting getting things done as well um accountability is an amazing thing because I find myself like just procrastinating and not wanting to do things whereas you know if I have someone else living in the house I'm like oh he doesn't want to live in that mm-hmm. you know it's it's accountability um of I care about the other person you know not possibly more than I do myself right this moment not necessarily overall but right. in that moment it kind of gets you to that next point where you need to be. Um, and like, that's why one of my main mottos is you, you can't do anything alone and two heads are better than one. Like you mm-hmm. literally need other people in your life. If, if I wouldn't have had other people in my life um, to help me past it, I would still be crying. Oh, I was a victim with my right. brother-in-law when right. I know I played a role. I <laughs> I know very much so how much I messed up and did did the wrong things. Um, and, you know, I really tried my hardest not to do that with the event with my with my late husband as well, because I know I cheated on him and I know I hurt him in ways. Um, and, you know, we had we had other issues, too, besides besides the cheating as right. well. Um, but. Yeah, it, it really all comes down to accountability and not not isolating yourself because that just makes things 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. But through all of these lessons, you are taking the lessons and you are making a relationship with Ron, I'm sure, completely different in a much better way and a much healthier way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we have we have our own issues that we're having to work on that are special to us, I would say. Sure. Um. But definitely all of my past events helped me to kind of, um, it makes it easier to take a step back and look at things kind of in a different set of shoes, even, you know, from mine or Ron's, just be like, hey, we're both kind of being a little bit crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it happens to the best of us, Hannah. It happens to the best of us. Well, at this point, what I'd like to do is ask you a couple of questions that I Uh, ask each of my guests and the first of those questions would be what is the best advice anyone has ever given you um definitely the everything happens for a reason I don't even remember where I first heard it but I blurted out all the time I think Ron kind of hates it now but it it's it's my truth you know it's it's what I really like I really live by it because you know I have to go to the bathroom right now. Everything happens for a reason. I guess I need a break from the baby. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. I I really do live by that. Mm-hmm. Good, excellent. What would you say that you are passionate about? What do you What do you feel right now? You are passionate about professionally and personally, and also what is your purpose personally and professionally now? Um, definitely. I'm passionate about helping other people. And I think that's my purpose as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, because of, because of the events that I've been through, like I, I want to write a book about my life. I've always had that, that idea as like a little kid, but now it's real. And now it's a reality um, because I've made it a reality. And um, I feel like it's my purpose to get this book out there to let people know, like, what I've been through that way, if anyone is going through anything similar, they can kind of have that eye-opening moment and that slap of reality to say, Hey, this is what's happening. Maybe it's not exactly right though. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's not exactly how, how things are supposed to be. Um, And, you know, even, even if things are a certain way, maybe that is how they're supposed to be. And, Maybe I should be living, living my best dash despite these terrible things that have happened, um, you know, despite having two suicides in my life, despite having um, having gone through um, 
just all of these events, I, I still need to move forward and I still need to live my purpose and live my passion. As you say, like, there's mm-hmm. no reason to not. Excellent. No I reason. love it. I love it. So what would you say is your superpower? Oh, oh goodness. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe my superpower is just always being able to like, put on a face like like not necessarily a fake one but like Mm -hmm. I'm and my parents kind of taught me this but like I could always get on a stage and just even if I have nothing prepared I can just like slap a smile on put my big girl voice in and I can I can give you a show you know whatever whether Mm -hmm. that's a show of tragedy and I'm sitting here actually shaking (laughs) or (laughs) if it's if it's you know teaching you hey go do what you want to do and and um live your live your best life like like you do you know whatever mm-hmm. it is i can always i can always kind of uh chameleon into the moment i guess <laughs> and that is that is truly a superpower most definitely and i think a lot of us could use that kind of a superpower so do you have any final words of advice that you'd like to share with our audience um you know the main piece of advice that I think is you're never alone. Um, and someone actually recently shared this with me being a new mom. Um, Cause you know, you get up throughout the hours of the night, like we started saying um, in the beginning and someone else is doing that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with a family member passing, guarantee you someone else in the world, somewhere else is dealing with a family member's death. like no matter what it is there is someone there's bound to be someone else experiencing the exact like not the exact but the same event that you're experiencing because this world is too big not to have that kind that kind of happening yep yep and that is very wise yes i i agree 100 percent Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for being here today and being my guest. I have really enjoyed hearing your story and just spending this time with you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad to have shared it on this avenue, and I can't wait to share this episode with other people as well. Well, one of the things that I would like for you to be able to do is please tell everyone how they can connect with you if they'd like to reach out and uh, either have a tarot card reading or maybe they want to talk more with you on uh, about your own show that you have. But h- how could everyone get in touch with you? Yeah, most definitely. Um, the easiest way would honestly be Facebook. I'm a Facebook junkie um, and it's under my full name, Hannah Rebecca Summerall. No H at the end of Hannah, if anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> um, just, you know, just in case anyone's listening and not reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Facebook is definitely the major way that I connect with most people. Um, Hannah kicks butt on Instagram. If anyone does Instagram, all one word. Um, that was that was made a long time ago, and I still love it. Um, but then, yeah, otherwise, um, you can find my business on Facebook, Crystal Dragon Illumination. Uh, that's pretty much spelt out how it sounds as well. And then crystal dragon illumination at gmail.com um, is another way. So, yeah. Awesome. And just for those of you that are listening and those of you that are watching on YouTube right now, just so you know, in the description, I will have those exact ways that Hannah just told you. They will be listed in the description. So you'll be able just to click on those links and go directly so you can connect with with Hannah and we'll make it as simple as possible because I know several of you out there will want to talk with her and connect with her so once again Hannah this has been a delight I have enjoyed this time together and I always wish you the best of everything that you are doing because you have so much to offer this world thank you Patty and same to you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, for those of you out there listening, remember to subscribe and follow this podcast and remember to invite your family and friends to also subscribe to it as well. And you know what, while you're at it, go ahead and hit that five-star rating. And how about write a review? That would be very awesome. Don't forget to check out my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.org and sign up for a Zoom chat with me or to get my pathway to a new beginning roadmap. So, 
I'm uh, excited that we're here in the fall, excited for the next upcoming weeks. Not only are you hearing Hannah's right now, but there are many other wonderful guests that are coming the following weeks until the very end of this year. So I want to thank you for this time that you've been here listening and hope that you remember that life's an adventure. I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us and may God bless you all. Oh, 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 oh,